Blog Talk Radio. Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, November 4th, 2019, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, happy, happy Monday, ladies. I trust that you all had a great weekend and that you also took some time to joy pamper yourself. Now, you know, I remind all of you of this every single Monday because joy pampering yourself is something that I think is very important for women. We need to really slow down enough and take the time to make sure that we are doing things that bring joy into our lives. And oftentimes, it's the small things that bring the joy that we don't pay enough attention to. It could be something as simple as a bubble bath, something something as simple as getting the opportunity to wake up an hour or two hours later, Uh, something as simple as calling someone and saying, I love you because you haven't talked to a friend or a relative or someone you're close with. And, of course, it's so important for you to take care of you as well. And so, again, I want to remind you that joy pampering is definitely something that we need to do each and every day in our lives. As a reminder, if you haven't had the time already, ladies, please make sure that you review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week. Now, we've got a very special theme for the month of November. Of course, Thanksgiving is coming right around the corner. It is just a few weeks away, right? Just a few weeks away. And so I thought it would be great for this month as we go into a season of giving and a season where we are reminded about loving one another and being kind to one another. I thought it would be great to talk about gratitude being grateful for being in business, right? Because that's so very, very important. And we're going to look at it from different perspectives as we discuss gratitude. And so, again, our theme for all the month of November is gratitude, being grateful for being in business. And so we're going to be discussing that. Again, I'm going to continue to share with you uh, ways to market your business during the holiday season. That's going to be very, very important. And then we're also uh, going to continue to talk about why strategizing your business for 2020 is so very, very important. And guess what? I've got my favorite book here, okay, Letting Go of Your Bananas. Again, Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Druven. Again, Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Druven. And I will be reading information from the book again. Um, And, you know, one of the things that people have been texting me or emailing me and sharing is that they never thought about the fact about having things in their life, uh, putting an analogy to it, such as rotten bananas, but it really brings it home. And I agree. When you look at the fact that asking yourself, do I have rotten bananas in my life? It's like, oh, goodness. You know, um, when you think about something rotting, you know, it, it continues to spread. 
when you put some food in the refrigerator and you haven't bothered it in a long time, even though the cold will slow down the progression of, of something spoiling in your refrigerator, over time it is still going to spoil and it is going to eventually cover up with mold, whatever, right, whatever was there. And so the same thing that Dr. Drubin talks about as he compares things that are bad in our lives, things that shouldn't be there in our lives, things that we should have eliminated a long time ago, he compares that to having rotten bananas in our lives. And, again, this book is very good, and the analogy that he selected uh, where a long time ago to trap monkeys, they would put a, a, a banana in the jar, and because of the curvature of the banana, the monkeys couldn't necessarily figure out how to get it out there. So they would just hold on to the banana, right, hold on to the banana, uh, and thinking that this is mine and I can't let anybody have it. And so eventually their wrist would swell up and they couldn't get their wrist out of the jar um, and they couldn't pull the banana up. And again, so as a result, they would get trapped. And so this same analogy he uses, is, uses with us as humans. Many of us have held on to something so tight that our mindset has been swollen around that and we can't seem to let go of whatever it is that we need to let go of. And so Dr. Dreamin calls this rotten bananas, and many of us have rotten bananas. I would venture to say that all humans at one point or another have some rotten bananas that they need to throw in the trash, let go of, and eliminate, right? And so, again, I think that's very key. Today, we're going to be reading from uh, key number six, for those of you that have already purchased your book. We're going to be reading from key number six, Your Bananas Are in Your Head, okay? And I think that you will enjoy this part. So stay tuned as we bring you a really great show for today. And, again, uh, this is Trina Newby, for those of you who don't know me. Uh, I am a business success coach. I am the founder of Women About Biz. And, of course, we're getting ready to celebrate our 20th year. Oh, boy, that is so very, very special. Our 20th year in Women About Biz. And so I'm so grateful that we've been able to uh, last all of this time and we've been able to bring great information to, to women who need to start or grow a business, to show women how to strategize, to show women how to be great leaders. And so I'm so grateful that all of you are here with me. And of course, again, we are simultaneously broadcasting the show uh, with Blog Talk Radio as well as on the Facebook Women About Biz group. So again, welcome all of you. This is still a great time for you guys if you're listening from Blog Talk to flash over on another line and just text one or two of your business uh, associates. Let them know that Successful Woman Radio is live on the air. If you are listening from the Women About Biz Facebook page, you know, go ahead and share this broadcast on your personal Facebook page. This will bless a lot of people and let them know all about Successful Woman Radio. And again, we want to welcome you today, November 4th. Can you believe it? We are about maybe six weeks out from the year ending. And uh, we've got so much to do. And so, again, I want to uh, welcome everybody. Listen, I want to go right into 
on the show are five questions of leadership and authority. You guys who are longtime listeners, you know who you are. You know you've been listening to this. And so if you haven't been asking these questions of yourself as often as necessary to get yourself in leadership mode, guess what? Get started, right? So let's go ahead and start with question number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? That's question number one, and you have to be clear. This is, a, this is the one thing that I have learned in business. If you're not clear about what your role is in business, you can't be clear about anything else because as the CEO and leader of your business, guess what? You are responsible for the direction of all tasks. Everything that needs to be implemented for, you are responsible for that. So if you can't get clear on who you are and what you're supposed to be doing, it's it's difficult to get clear on anything else. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? You know, this runs hand in hand with question number one. You've got to know what your business priorities are. Now, with that, I'd like to give you a side note to say that most of the time it is recommended to small business owners that you spend at least 75% of your time on sales and marketing. That's a huge chunk of your time, right? It is. But what I've come to learn and understand from that recommendation, by the way, I learned that from Brian Tracy, uh, a man that I respect so much. He has been a a businessman, motivational speaker, personal development specialist for over 30-plus years, world-known, probably one of the top speakers in the world. And he talked and shared his story in one of his books. Uh, As a matter of fact, the book is called um, No More Excuses. He shares in his book and talks about the fact that he saw so much of his sales uh, go out of the window at one time in his life because he wasn't prioritizing and spending his time on all the right things. And so what he did is he girded himself and he got rid of a lot of his sales staff and he just started focusing on sales and marketing. He started back calling a lot of the people that he hadn't talked to in a long time, and he realized that when he spent 75% of his time on sales and marketing, his business grew and he saw money come in. And when he didn't spend that amount of time, he saw the amount of money, his profits dwindle. So, again, you guys pay attention to your sales and marketing. I mean, you can do a test right now and ask yourself, How much time have I spent on sales and marketing this month or last month? How much time did I spend? And you can pretty much say if you didn't spend 75% of your time, you probably can see that your sales uh, were not where it's supposed to be. So take a look at that because it really is a very valid point, a very valid statistic I have found for myself as well. So you really need to be paying attention to how much time you spend on sales and marketing, and you also need to be prioritizing other things. So some of you might be saying, well, how in the world, if I'm going to take 75% of my time and spend it on sales and marketing, how does all of the other behind-the-scenes stuff get done, like the uh, social media posting, like Um, all of my administrative work, my bookkeeping and taking care of my website and getting all of that stuff done, how in the world am I going to get all of that done? Well, see, that's why it's so important for you as as the CEO to figure out what your role is supposed to be, right? Because some of you are working in multiple roles. 
Now, it's nothing wrong with that as long as you know what percentage of those roles you should be playing. If you only have 20 hours a week to work your business, then you can't work 15 of those hours behind the scenes um, because you're not going to make any money. You've got to be out in the forefront running your sales and marketing. So you've got to figure it out. You've got to figure out how do I get all the other stuff done? Do I use a virtual assistant? Do I uh, use a college student part-time? Do I take on an intern? What do I need to do to get these things done? Here's question number three. Do I have a bird's-eye view of the following areas? your sales, your marketing, your follow-up. And by the way, follow-up is just so very, very important because without it, nothing else can be done. You've got to follow up on all those people, those leads that you've promised to get information to. You've got to follow up on things that needed to be implemented. Anything that you have delegated out, you've got to follow up on as well. And so, Again, of what a bird's eye view is all about is being able to look down at whether it's a spreadsheet or a checklist that you have on a piece of paper or whether it is an online software that you use, but you need to be able to look in one glance and see what's going on in your company, what the sales are, what the goals for the week are anything that you need to follow up on, any any prospects that you really, really need to uh, to look at. So, again, this is very, very key. So, again, I want to encourage you to always have a bird's eye view of your company. Now, with that said, here is question number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow. Again, am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Now, this is very, very important, right? Because one of the things that I think that we don't do enough of is that we don't have a big enough support structure. And when we don't have a big enough support structure, what happens is that we are not able to execute and implement all the things that we need in our business. And so, of course, a power team is just that. It's a support team of individuals who can provide services to you that will help to shorten your learning curve and progress your business along faster. That is what's so very, very important. And a lot of the times what I have found is that there are so many people out there who, you know, they feel that they are doing okay in their business, running it alone by them alone by themselves. But if you're wanting to get into that six-figure mode, if you're wanting to generate six figures a year, I personally, from from firsthand experience, don't see how you can do it without having others to help you along the way. And that is the thing that you need to understand and know about your business is that you're going to have times that you're going to have to depend on other people. Even though, you know, no one can be you, what you need to understand is that the people that you use on your power team at any time must be able to follow your directions, and those directions came directly from you. So whatever they begin to do for you does reflect you because you've already given your directives to them. And so that's very, very important. So if you have not began to put a power team together, I highly would encourage all of you to not move into 2020 without a power team 
in place. Last but not least in the five questions of leadership and authority is do I have a delegation system? Again, do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team. Now, I talk about this all the time, but briefly, a delegation system is key. You've got to have it written down. Anything that you're going to transfer or delegate to someone else, you've got to have it fully written down in a description, what the accountability is, what the deadline of that particular project or task is, so that, again, that individual can follow those directions, right? And then you've got to set up times with that individual if it's a big enough project that you will need to have a few follow-up calls and accountability calls. Very, very key. Without delegation the right way, without giving them descriptions, accountability systems to follow, you have just abdicated. You never want to abdicate because abdication simply means to just hand over without without any accountability or follow-up. And so often we're so excited, so happy to get that monkey off of our back because we have just been inundated and overwhelmed with so much admin work. We just kind of hand over a lot of the important tasks that we have to get done, and then we don't, we, we don't follow up because we haven't set up a follow-up system. So, again, these things are key. And I remind you each Monday of all of these five questions. Why? Because these questions are geared to prepare you, the businesswoman, to become the leader that you need to be for your business, which is so very important. And without being the proper leader for your business, you can't plan growth. You can't move your business to the next level. And that is the key. I think the key to success in business is that realizing you've got to learn how to leverage the talent and the potential of other people, right? And you've got to stop thinking that you're the only one that can do what you do for your business because as long as you think that way, you have imprisoned yourself and enslaved yourself to your business. How about that? And anybody out there know what I'm talking about, give me some love, give me some hearts, let me see, uh, for those of you who are listening from Facebook, and of course, for those of you who are listening from our Blog Talk Radio platform, text me if you have my phone number, email, let us know what you're thinking um, on with this, because this is key, this is very important. If you plan on being the best CEO that you can be for your business moving into 2020, some things have to change, ladies, and that is going to require you to not only have better delegation systems in place, put a power team in place, but it really is going to require you to condition your mindset to become the CEO that you need to be for your business. And I can't tell you how important that is, okay? So we're going to go ahead for right now, and we're going to move on. It's about 12.22 after the hour. For those of you who are new to the show and listening, hi, I'm Trina Newby, CEO and founder of Women About Biz, and you're listening to our show, Successful Woman Radio. For those of you that are new to the show and you have never uh, been on the show or don't know what it's all about, let me just share with you quickly who we are. Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. So 
we are on the air every Monday at 12 noon, making sure that we give you the motivation and the resources needed to continue to grow your business. And, you know, it's so important when you have something that you can tap into, where you can listen to it, where you can um, get positive encouragement and support, and that's what we are all about. Now, you can you know, catch up and look at, listen to different shows by visiting our website at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on podcast in the top menu bar. Or you can simply go to successfulwomanradio.com and it'll take you to that as well. If you want convenient listening where you are out and about and moving around a lot, well, then if you have an iPhone, you simply just click on podcast and look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, mark it as your favorite, and you'll be notified when episodes upload. If you are listening from your Android phone, then you can go to the app Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher.com. And once you get to Stitcher, Just look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and mark it as your favorite, and then you will be tapped into our radio show in a previous episode, so you can listen anytime that you need to when you want to catch up on shows. Well, the holiday season is amongst us, right? I mean, what's going on? I'm going into all of the stores, and... You know, Halloween stuff is down, and now all of the holiday stuff is up. I was in Target just yesterday, well, day before, um, and they had all of their Christmas stuff is pretty much up. All of the stores, Walmart, Target, um, you know, all of the stores, you name the, the store, they are up and ready, right? So it seems each year that everything is coming earlier and earlier. As a matter of fact, I actually saw Christmas stuff out as early as the end of August in certain stores, right? Um, yeah, somebody just, somebody just texted me. Yes, I saw stuff up and going in big lots in, at the end of August. And so, again, you know, retail industry is an industry that we can follow as far as sales is concerned because they usually have their hands on the pulse beat of what's going on marketing-wise. And and when you start seeing them put out stuff early, you better start paying attention to that and knowing that they are following a formula. They are looking at what is happening with statistics and different things for the year and when customers are ready to buy. And so that is happening right now. So for those of you, whether you have a service, that is very compatible with this time of year or whether you have a service or a product that is not necessarily compatible but you can use the tidings of the year, the the joy and happiness and all of the different things that people are doing, you can use that to, to take it back off of it and still create some holiday campaigns. Now, last Monday, I talked about something that was very, very important, right? And I want to bring that up, and it was about making sure that you are reaching out to your existing customer or client database, because this is a weakness that a lot of small business owners have that needs to be remedied, okay? 
we first of all should be communicating with our current clients or customers throughout the year. We, we should have some type of quarterly campaign going to where we're reaching out with them. But especially during the holiday season, we want to let them know that we appreciate them. We appreciate them for their loyalty, for sticking with us, for, from, for purchasing uh, from us. We want to make sure we show our appreciation. And it's not just about sending a greeting card to say thank you. That's, that's a kind gesture. But let's go a little bit further than that, ladies, okay? Let's look at what can we offer our current customer or client list that is deeper than a 10% discount, okay? 10% is out of the window unless it's some huge product or service that you're charging, you know, $300 plus for, then, you know, 10% may start meaning something. But if it's $100 or under, the 10% is okay, but we need to up the ante on that, right? And so um, someone just asked, Okay, so someone just asked, well, what is a suggestion? Well, I'm suggesting 25% or more, okay, 25% or more. And the thing of it is, is when you're doing a holiday campaign run for existing customers or clients, you want to have a complete system. First of all, you're only going to be offering this particular holiday special to your customers or clients, right? The second thing is, is that, I would say 25% or above. Some people go up to as much as a 50% off for a period of time. Like they may give a, they may do a 24 to 48 hour sale, and they may give 50% off, right, for a 24 to 48 hour period, and then after that, they it goes back to a sale price, but not as high as it was. And so again, you can get creative, whether you're a coach whether you um, offer some type of service like massage or hairstylist, a, a virtual assistant, whatever the service might be, you can make all of these things happen. The big thing that you want to take a look at, first of all, is, yes, I said offer more than 10%, but at the same time, you also want to look at can you handle offering, um, let's say, 25%, if a certain number of customers were to take you up on that, right? So if you're someone with a big database, let's say you have 1,500 customers or clients, or you have 500 customers or clients that are, are active with you, you've been connecting and communicating with them, then offering a 25% off might be a little much, depending on whether or not you can handle the intake of orders coming through. Uh, because usually when you offer something at a deep, deep discount, you're going to have a response. But let me just set the pace for this type of campaign during the holiday season. First of all, this is what you need to know and understand. Again, from my original recommendation through the article, uh, Marketing Your Business During the Holidays, I talked about that you've got to select a flagship service, or product, right? This is key. Do not, and I repeat, do not try to do multiple products and services in one campaign. It just doesn't work. You need to pay attention to and focus on the one flagship product or service that you're going to be doing. Now, if, because this is for your current customers, this is a good time right now. You need to have, let's say, a five- to seven-day leeway where you're going to create email campaigns, letting them know 
that you're getting ready to release an incredible offer and they need to pay attention to their email. So this is the pre-campaign. This is when you're getting ready to get them excited. They're wondering, oh, what is it that this person has? What are they, what are they talking about? So you need to do a pre-campaign to the actual holiday campaign, right? And the pre-campaign is about five to seven days, and every day is going to be a countdown, and it's like it's coming. We're getting ready to offer you something incredible. You want to stay tuned to your email, stay tuned to your text, because you are going to want to have this. And you're going to do this one announcement every single day. And so what I would do is one day I'd do it at 9 a.m., the next day I'd do it at 9 p.m., and you would alternate between the days. And then that last day before you announce the actual holiday campaign, I would just like three to four times throughout the day in different ways now with different subject lines, I would say, hey, it's coming, it's here, you know, are you excited yet? You know, again, things that you're doing to make to pique people's interest and make them want to be looking out for your holiday campaign and the launch of it, okay? Now, when you get ready to launch your holiday campaign, you can make some decisions here. You can make a decision to actually do a Facebook Live and launch live on Facebook, or you can just make a decision to go ahead and pre-record a video and do kind of like a lead page kind of thing, actually, but it's actually going to be the sale where you are showing the product or what have you. Um, you can also do an, an aggressive email campaign that morning of the first day of that launch. And the other thing that you want to remember when you're marketing to your customers and you're going to give 25-plus percent or more off, you also want to make sure that you figure out whether or not you can give this percentage for a period of time, like three to four days, or if you just want to do it for 24 hours, okay? That way it's going to force people to go ahead and respond. This is why your responsibility is to make sure that you just keep putting it out there, keep putting it out there, keep putting it out there, you know. Uh, even on Facebook, you want to have social media posts prepared and ready to roll that let them know, hey, if you're a customer, check your email now, okay. Um, that is so very, very important. And so this is all about choosing that flagship service or product that you know your customers like. And I want to caution you, don't choose something that you know that you've had all along and nobody's ever ordered it. It's not going to work. You're thinking, oh, either I have a lot of these products and I need to get rid of it. That is definitely not the way. People want the prime products. They want the things that they are uh, have ordered before or something that you know everybody wants, Right. Don't give them the leftovers or the things that nobody has wanted. That's, that's just not right. Don't do that. You're wanting to choose something prime, right, something that it's going to hurt a little bit for you to give it. How about that, right? And then you want to make sure that if it's a service-oriented business, ladies, you've got to not just have words. You've got to have graphics that represent also what it is that you want to give away or or sell for the holiday season. That's very key, okay? If you are a massage therapist, 
then you want to have a picture of someone relaxing and getting a massage. If you are a hairstylist uh, and you're getting ready, ready to give away a huge discount on cut and color, then you want to have one of your stylists, one of your clients that has been a model for you to have them on, on a picture talking about, hey, get ready, regular uh, color, regular $75, $30 all the way for the next 24 hours. You want to make sure you're creating that urgency, but you're also, for those of you that are service providers, want to make sure that you give a picture that's graphic and that people can see. Here's the biggest thing that you need to remember about not just the holiday season, but about sales, which is so very, very key, and that is that most individuals, okay, are very emotional when they look at things for sales. They're looking from an emotional standpoint. And so you want to make sure that you are appealing to the emotion. And this is why, for those of you who are in service businesses, you need graphics. You need something for people to see. You need something to pull on the emotions. If it's a product, you still need um, to have pictures, proper pictures of that product. But what I don't want to see, do not, and I repeat, do not put fuzzy graphics, graphics that you can't make out or because it was not in the right format, you can't really see it properly, right? It's distorted. It's blurred. You want to use quality. You want to be professional with everything that you're doing for your holiday season campaign. Very, very key here. And, again, don't forget you want to be able to reach all of your, all of these senses uh, for people, the, the, the seeing, the hearing. Um, you want people, if it's food that you're doing, you want to be able to touch uh, the sense of taste. You want people to be attracted and you want them to want what you have. And remember, holiday season is one of those times where people have saved up to shop during the holiday season. So making a decision to purchase for them is a lot easier because they have money that they have appropriated for the holiday season a lot of the times. Not all the time, but a lot of the times many people have. And so as a result, your responsibility then is to appeal to their emotion, their senses, their instant gratification sense, right? And you want to make sure that you've got that beautiful color pictures that you are uh, letting them know. And by the way, one of the things that I think is so very key is you always want to offer 100% money back guarantee, okay? Only thing you can't offer a hundred well, you can offer a hundred percent money back guarantee on almost everything, right? If you're gonna offer less than that, you definitely need to explain and you always need to have your customer service uh section already set up. And that is where it's gonna take a little bit of time. So we are amongst the holiday season right now. We are, I should say, we are amidst the holiday season. And this is the time now. You guys need to go ahead. You, there's still a little bit of time left. You need to go ahead and get the stuff ready so that you can pipe it out and start generating sales during the holiday season, okay? And the one thing I want to say about competition with the big boys, you know, the retail outlets, a lot of other people that are doing a lot of other things, girl, you cannot worry about that, okay? What you need to understand about competition and having a competitive edge is that you are the competitive edge, and you need to understand that more than anything. 
you are the competitive edge. And so with that said, that is why it's so important that you need to be doing videos, you need to be doing audios, you need to let them see you as much as possible to develop what we call that one-on-one relationship where they don't necessarily know you personally, but they've seen you enough to have what I call familiar trust. And familiar trust is that the information being shared is valuable and it's correct, and so therefore they're more likely to trust whatever else, you know, you are going to put before them. So this is very, very key. This is why I say prepare your audience for the pre Uh, with the pre-announcements of your holiday campaign. If you have not already, start preparing your audience with that. And that's enough on holiday specials for your current and existing customers. But, again, hey, I'm pumped about it. I want you guys to take advantage of it because it's just that important. And, by the way, it doesn't matter what you sell. It doesn't matter what your service or product is. Everybody can take advantage of the holiday sales season, and so it's no excuse. I I have talked to people recently who said, well, I'm not going to be selling. I'll just wait until after the holiday season because I don't really have anybody that purchased from me during the holiday. I go, oh, you created multiple campaigns before and did a pre-campaign announcement, and you did this, this, and this, and they go, oh, no, I just know that people won't buy this product during the holiday. It's like, where do we get these? What do we get these mindsets to disbelieve certain things, and we just drop it like it's a hot potato, right? No, absolutely not. We must prove. We must continue to move forward. We must progress. We must believe that just like everybody else, we have the right to market during the holiday season and get that campaign going right away. I want to go ahead right now and read to you from my favorite book, Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Druven, one of my favorite people. Dr. Druven says, the bottleneck is always at the top of the bottle. And most of our barriers, bananas, limitations, exist in our heads long before they ever live in our reality. Your brain, he says, is where your mind lives. And letting go of your limitations is a matter of mindset. In order for you to change your life, you must be prepared to change your mind. Only when you are willing to think beyond your pre-life I'm sorry, your present life situation, can you dramatically improve the quality of the rest of your life? Let me repeat that because that is a key component. He says, only when you are willing. So you have to be willing to think beyond your present life situation, can you dramatically improve the quality of the rest of your life? In other words, he says, you have all heard the expression, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, it's true. Most of us go through life without even coming close to using our mental capacity to the maximum. The more you engage your mind and use it like a tool to improve your life and bust your barriers, the more fulfilling life will be. I wish I could remember where I picked up the following slice of wisdom because I believe that it speaks to the very heart of just how important it is to take charge of the environment in which our minds dwell. Listen at this, ladies. He says, leaders are like eagles. They don't flock. You find them one at a time. Control your thoughts that they will become your words. Control your words, for they will become your actions. 
Control your actions, for they will become your habits. Control your habits, for they will become your character. Control your character, for it will become your destiny. Wow. Letting go of your bananas, he says, is a headspace, an attitude, and a decision to no longer accept the situations, people, and things that hold you back. And the big shift from where you are to where you want to be starts with the quality of your thoughts. Everything else you will create in your life will flow directly from the way you think. If you want a different Different life experience, you must be willing to think on another level. Your previous thoughts account for the behaviors that have created the life you have right now. Wow. And that came from key number six, your bananas are in your head. By Dr. Daniel T. Drubin, you guys really need to get yourself a copy of this book. I've been asked to hold the book up one more time. Okay, so for those of you who are um, listening from Facebook Live, you can snapshot this. Um, this is something, this book, I, I read it all the time because it means so much. And I, I have to remind myself a lot, <laughs> I do, to let go of my bananas, okay? You know, the one thing that I have learned is that success really is all about mindset. And so that puts us right into our topic for the, the month of November, which is gratitude. And, you know, gratitude is really the art of being grateful the art of being thankful for what it is that we have. But I want to, you know, for the purpose of the show, I want to talk about being grateful for being in business because when we, when we came up with the idea to start our businesses, I want you to understand something. It just was not us coming up with an idea. It was God blessing us through vision and desire to have a business. And so God gifted us the idea of being a businesswoman, of being in business, and that alone is something that we have to be extremely grateful for, right? Very, very important. And then on top of all of that, that God gave us just this incredible opportunity to become a businesswoman and be in business, but our business, in turn, can bless us with many things. So what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about what's going on in between God gifting us with the gift of business and us taking that business and growing it and, and having it to become a living testimony for God, right? A living testimony because we have grown that business into a high five-figure, six-figure-plus business. So what are the things that are supposed to happen in between there? And, and that's what I want to talk about because, see, sometimes I believe that we get so caught up in the busyness of the day, in the busyness of the week, of the months, of the year, that we are not grateful enough. We don't wake up in the morning and we are saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for being a business owner, for being in business, and I will not let you down. I will be responsible. I will be the leader that my business needs to have in order to take it to the next level, right? And so, what happens between you getting your gift of vision of creating and having a business 
to the business blessing you back because now it has grown and it's giving, it's putting money in your pocket, it's blessing other people that are around you. But before that, what happens? There's something that has to happen in between, and that's what I want to talk to you ladies about today. As you are being grateful, as you have been given a gift of being in business, there's something that's supposed to happen. So I want to give you five things that I think are very, very key, okay, five things that I think are very, very key in being grateful for being in business, that just hands down these things have to happen. Number one is that I believe that you can't sit on your vision, okay? So number one is vision. But you can't sit on your vision. If God gave you the vision, if you had the vision of being in business and he blessed you and and enabled you to have the business, then what are you doing with that vision? Are you taking that vision and growing it? Are you extending the vision or you just kind of like, I'm in business, I get excited about handing out my business cards, but I'm not really being the leader of this vision. Right? So number one, of course, is always going to be vision. But then right along with vision, number two is going to be leadership. And this is what I have learned. What I have learned is that leadership is not an inherent skill always. Now, I will say some people are born leaders. They are those alpha females, you know. Uh, They are the females who... They ever since they came out of their mother's womb, they've always been a leader. They were the type of baby female babies that didn't even like people to hug them close. They they wanted to take charge right away. You know, let people know when they can, can be hugged. Let people know when they're ready to eat. If I want to share my toy with you, I mean, you do have alpha females, you know, okay? But they come far and few between. But all of us have the capacity to have a leadership ability. Okay, and what type of leadership am I talking about? I'm talking about servant leadership, becoming a servant leader, which is very, very important because you can be a leader, but are you being the right kind of leader? See, that's the, that's the, that's the thing that you need to understand. So number two is becoming a servant leader. A servant leader is somebody that has sensitivity and emotion for the people that follow them, for the people that they are leading. They have a care, a love, and a concern. But at the same time, even though they may be the leader, they don't have a problem with coming back and washing the feet of all those people that are following them, that are that are uh, under their leadership, right? They don't have a problem with going back and helping them. It's, it's not an issue. And so... That is something that's very, very important. As a matter of fact, I wish I had my book down by John Maxwell because John Maxwell, I'm going to try to find this expression for you, uh, but John Maxwell has a lot of good books on the uh, subject of leadership. As a matter of fact, probably some of the best books I've ever read on leadership. So look John Maxwell up for those of you that are not familiar with him. Um, and while I'm looking for that, I'm going to just continue to talk about the five qualities, the things that you need to have in order to really implement gratitude in your business. So number one was vision, number two was leadership, and then number three is something that I don't think that we really look at as having 
for uh, being grateful or being uh, being grateful, but implementation. Okay, now this is why I put implementation as number three. Implementation is very, very important because it is the only way that you can carry out and actually do some things with your vision. You can have vision, but without implementation, nothing is really, really going to happen, okay, because you're, you're not taking it out of your mind, putting it on paper, setting goals. You're not doing those things. So implementation is key, and that lets us know that we're being grateful, actually, for being in business because we are implementing that which we purpose. And when we implement that which we purpose, guess what happens? We are now becoming a living testimony for God, right? Because we're implementing the very thing which we have purposed, and we have purposed because God has given us the vision of being in business. So implementation is very, very key. Number four, after implementation comes, okay, after implementation comes accountability. You see, in order to be grateful for what it is that you have, you must be held accountable to it. It's not just a simple matter of fact that God has blessed me with this business and, oh, this is great. Uh, As a matter of fact, someone told me something the other day, and I had to correct them on it. She says, well, God blessed me with the business. I'm just waiting on him to send me, right, the people that are supposed to be in the business. And I said, oh, you're waiting. You're waiting on God to tell you. Uh, that these are the people that are supposed to be in the business. I said, when did God ever tell us to wait on him? He told us, right, he told us to live each day as though it were our last. He told us to have vision, to write it down, to make it plain. And when he gave us the leadership authority, we're supposed to act, right, in his authority, act. And so we had already received it. So that means that we're not supposed to wait on God because because we're supposed to act on his authority that we have already received what it is that he is going to give us. And as we are moving about in our everyday life, being the type of leader that God has expected us to be in our business, implementing our goals and making sure that our our goals and our tasks have been delegated properly, and that we're holding ourselves accountable through your walk of life, God is then going to allow you to run into the people that you're supposed to meet. That's what's supposed to happen. So if you've been waiting, you need to get up off your behind and stop waiting and be the leader that God expects you to be. That's what you have to do. And, you know, I speak this to myself as well as to all of you who I am talking to because, it is time for us as business women to stop whining. We whine too much about what we don't have. Oh, well, Trina, I don't have too much money. I don't. I, where are we going to get the money from? I don't have the money to, to grow my business, so I might as well. It's like, oh, my goodness, do you not believe in yourself? So this is why I say that number five, is unshakable faith. And many of you who are long-term, long-time listeners, you've heard me talk about this a lot. So the five things that need to happen in order for us to embrace gratitude and for us to know whether or not we have gratitude for being in business, number one, vision. We've written it down and we've made it plain. Number two is that we have learned 
leadership skills that are helping us to become servant leaders, right? Number three, we implement. We just don't talk all day long about what we are going to do in our businesses. We don't put the cart before the horse and tell people we're going to send them this, 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 and the other and not come through with it, but we actually implement what it is that we are intending to do, right? Implementation is a testimony to us that we're taking action, that we believe in the gift that we've already been given, the gift of business. And then number four, accountability. We're holding ourselves accountable because we have a calendar, we have a time management system, right? We've we've created a power team of individuals that are going to be accountable to us. We did that. And then last but not least is unshakable faith. And, of course, unshakable faith is that level of belief so deeply rooted within you that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on all your dreams, on all your goals. That is so very, very key. And so if you are grateful, if you're grateful to God for being in business, if you are grateful for having the business that you have, then you should possess these five things, vision, servant leadership, implementation, accountability, and unshakable faith. You should possess these things because every single day that you wake up, you have to be grateful for being in business. And that, and that means in addition to that, when these five things are included and implemented throughout your life, you're going to see the fruits of your labor. You're going to see the money come in. You're going to see more clients, more leads generated. You're going to see that because you're being the type of leader that you're supposed to be. You're implementing the way you're supposed to be. You're holding others accountable to your business the way you're supposed to. And last but not least is that you have that unshakable faith. You have that level of belief within yourself so deeply rooted. Deeply rooted means it's just not on the surface, but it's through and through Okay, that's what unshakable faith means is that it is a belief that's through you. It lives in you. It is one with you, right? It's so deeply rooted that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on your dreams and goals and all things that you purpose. That is empower that's empower, right? That's very very powerful. So I want you guys to hold on to that as we continue to talk about gratitude all this month. Okay, don't forget, guys, if you need to go and look at that article on womenaboutbiz.net about holiday marketing, um, it is at womenaboutbiz.net, okay, and when you get there, all you need to do is click on blog, and I believe it's, it's uh, on the first blog page that you, that you come on, okay, so go to womenaboutbiz.net click on blog, and the holiday article will definitely be there for you. It has been such a pleasure to be here with you today on Successful Woman Radio. Make sure that you mark your calendar for every Monday in this month, including the rest of this year, uh, December and November, as we continue to bring you information that is going to encourage you to be the leader you need to be for your business and to grow your business to that six- and seven-figure level. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye.